Bitch, you think it's small. We need to be thinking big. You need to be thinking big, bitch. You need to be thinking big, bitch. Think big, bitch. <laughs>
podcast as well as Kiani and the girls from the Riff podcast. And I also met a new, well, yeah, she started her podcast this year. Um, She has a, um, I call them smut bucks, but she has a romance novel review podcast called The Rack, R-A-C-K. And um, they just talk about, you know, they talk about smut books and sex life and all those fun things. So I think it'd be great to do a crossover episode with them at some point. And uh, it was it was quite fun. I enjoyed it. Um, it it's 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 hard to meet other podcasters because you don't know who's podcasting in Savannah. And it was awesome that Jamie and Lauren, as well as the riff podcast came together to do um, this meetup. And I got there in my late fashion, of course, because I don't believe in showing up on time at events. <laughs> I like to let it simmer before I arrive, <laughs> but it was an awesome day. I felt really bad that day, truthfully. And um, some friends asked me to come meet up with them. Arco. I went to Arco to check it out. Um, that was like my, my second time there since they've opened and we had a great time. Um, I ended up getting a, uh, a really good sushi. I have to come back and put a pin into what that was called. I'll talk about it later since they now have food on their menu. But after that, I, the sinus pressure in my head was creating a, fu- a wind tunnel and I was like, yeah, girls. All right. I have to go now. <laughs> I got home and I passed out on the couch and um, sweated it out and eventually crawled into bed. And the next day I woke up, all the pressure that was circulating in my head kind of just eased out during my sleep, which I'm super thankful for because I was really afraid I wasn't going to be able to record for you guys today. But aside from that, let's talk about the fun event that I got to catch a sneak peek preview of. Hey, y'all, just a quick edit on that podcast I mentioned. I called it The Rack, but it's actually called The Spice Rack (laughs) for the spiciness of the show and all its romance smut glory. So as I told you last week, I was going to a sneak peek preview of the upcoming bar, King Oliver's, which is on MLK. Um, It was an awesome event I got there you can hear the jazz playing from outside and uh Marty Peters and the party meters I love that play on that on the play on play on the name but um they were really awesome and it was it felt like I stepped back into time when I walked in it is definitely different from when it was chromatic dragon the the walls are now red they have awesome mood lighting and there's it's still a work in process so it's not open just yet and they are we're currently working on a mural that is going to show what downtown savannah looked like at the time that king oliver was alive living in savannah um i didn't mention last week did i oh i think i did this on the tiktok but um As I said, he lived his last few years in Savannah. He was pretty much abandoned here when he was on tour. You know, um, at that time, jazz was kind of transitioning out. Uh, We were at the time World War II was beginning. Everybody's cutting back on resources. He had no money. So this was his last stop. And he was working in that current building, which is King Oliver's, when it was a billiards hall as a janitor. Um, aside from that, he was also a street vendor selling fruit, you know, just trying to make it the best way he knew how, living in a boarding house um, until he met his demise. But um, they have pictures of him in the building. They have 
they have some quick um, pop-up art that they have put up just to give people a, a, a preference of who this man was and what he's contributed to society as well as to jazz music and um it was it was awesome to see that and let <laughs> I went with my friend Paige my girl Paige she finally made it out to go party with me and we were drinking they called it the captain's artillery punch it was I called it hooch <laughs> hooch punch <laughs> because it was pretty deadly and they had it in vats and it was quite delicious and it was just like you know five dollars suggestive suggestive tip for the bartender so and then at one point in the night they were so happy that people were there they just kept every time they come out they'd be like oh you need another drink I'll bring you another drink you need this you need that uh they also had a limited menu to give a kind of a a soft feel of what their menu is going to be back like they had um they had a Cajun burger. I had that. That was really good. They had uh, chicken or shrimp tacos. They had a jambalaya. And there was some type of deep fried. I don't remember if it was cauliflower or peppers. Um, it was something with a Cajun ring to it. So everything from the menu to the food, to the bar to the entertainment is all going to be some type of Cajun preference. Um and in the back, they have this Agatha Christie room, which is really cool. And I really, I, I mentioned this in a video, I hope that they do murder mystery um, type parties back there because you feel like you're walking into a game of Clue. And they have a library there of all her books. They have huge posters. And there was a lady there. She was selling vinyl records, and she had them strewn all over the tables. And I, I remember seeing Porgy and Bess on the table, and I saw some other um, uh, Frank Sinatra uh, vinyl and some other jazz albums on the table for sale. And some of my friends bought some. But it was great. Um, meeting up with some friends I hadn't seen in a long time and getting a, a feel of the place. And I got to talk to my friend Dallas, who is one of the partners in this upcoming bar. And he's so excited. And he asked, how did I like it? And I was like, I love it. You know, let's get you on the show before you, you do grand opening and you do your press tour. And let's talk about all the great things that you're looking to have come through at King Oliver's. I think it will be a great addition to Savannah. It's something completely different. And it has its own pocket. I, I I was referencing when I walked in and saw the red walls and you feel how intimate it feels inside. I said, I feel like this is where if if vampires hung out somewhere, this would be the spot. I could see <laughs> Lestat coming in <laughs> the interview with a vampire. It could also be true blood as well. Uh, I, I could really see that happening in that bar. So I'm really excited for all the, the great things they do have coming up. And I really can't wait till they come on the show to talk about King Oliver. Cause there's more information out there that I just don't know yet about the bar. Or they haven't revealed yet. So it'll be great to have them coming in. So speaking of, uh, the old Savannah Glam. I am currently reading a book by George Dawes Green. Uh, if you have never heard of him or have heard of him, he is the author of The Caveman's Valentine, which was also turned into a motion picture film. And um, this book is called The Kingdoms of Savannah. And I've started diving into it as soon as I heard about it. I was late to the party. I didn't know that he was actually in town down the street from my house doing a book signing. 
my bad. <laughs> but um, here's the here's a synopsis of it. It begins quietly on a balmy southern night as some locals gather at Bo Peeps, one of the town's favorite watering holes. Within an hour, however, a man will be murdered and his companion will be disappeared. Quote unquote. An unlikely detective, Morgana Musgrove, doyen of Savannah Society, is called upon to unravel the mystery of these crimes. Morgana is imperious, demanding, and conniving woman whose four grown children are weary of her schemes. But one by one, she inveigles them into helping her in the investigation, and soon the family uncovers some terrifying truths, truths that will rock Savannah's power structure to its core. Moving from the homeless encampments that ring to the city's stately homes of Savannah's elite, Green's novel brilliantly depicts the underbelly of a city with a dark history and the strangely mesmerizing dysfunction of a complex family. And um, I know that I can't sit down and read a book too long because I'm just a busybody, so I also downloaded the Audible. Um, the Audible is quite hilarious. <laughs> The the accents that they give Savannah people is quite funny. It's like a very southern drawl. Like I feel like we are in 1784 or 1872 and they're talking like this. And the the book is set in 2021, I guess you can say 2021. It's set in the 2020s, you know. <laughs> and um it, it's quite funny, and I feel that Bo Peeps is in the book, even though Bo Peeps actually did exist um, a long time ago. I feel that Bo Peeps is Pinky Masters. The way that they're wording it and the squares they're walking around, I said, yeah, that's definitely Pinky Masters they're talking about. And a lot of other places. They did um, name some actual places that do exist here in Savannah, and that was exciting to hear. And the, the tales that people have and the gossip that goes around in the book, I'm like, yeah, that's definitely Savannah. It's true. I mean, I, I can even remember moving to Savannah being obsessed with Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. And I was like, you know, that doesn't happen here. And once I became a singer and I started, you kind of get into the underbelly. That is definitely what it's called, the underbelly of Savannah. You're like, this shit is really true. <laughs> I have stories for days about Savannah society. But <laughs> high and low. <laughs> but that's just that's just what makes Savannah what it is and why I love, love, love living here. And Savannah is will always be home to me. No matter where I go or grow from here, I will always call Savannah home and I will always return back to Savannah to live. But um, I'm halfway through the book. The book is pretty good. The book is pretty good. Um, it is a, a very Southern Gothic, I should say. I love Southern Gothic books. You know, um, there's some there's some really good ones out there, but uh, we'll discuss that another day. But currently, check out The Kingdoms of Savannah. It's available on Amazon or if you live here in Savannah, you know, support your local bookstores and buy it. It, it will be quite delightful. Um, or just download the Audible if you don't have time to read. So that, once again, is called The Kingdoms of Savannah by George Dawes Green. So now that we are officially in the dog days of summer, with it being August now, I am very sad to hear that the annual Gourmet Seafood and Spirits Festival has been canceled. I look forward to this event every year that I can make it when I'm not working. And um, I just went onto the website and I was like, wait, 
we're missing the the what they call the last party of the summer and it says with heavy hearts and due to limited resources organizers have decided to cancel the 2022 event if you have interest in helping us bring back the event in 2023 please click the button and contact us I'm so sad. That's such a great event. If you've never been, I remember when it used to be called the Aquacurian Festival. And um, it was a celebration of food and booze, <laughs> to put it lightly. It was held, usually I believe it's like next to the next to last weekend in August. And it's pretty much, you know, the last big bang before we head into fall. And it was at the Westin and they will have different bands playing in different rooms, um, major restaurants, um, doing competition for best, best dishes. They had little tapas sized, um, plates giving out, giving, giving out to people. There was also a cocktail competition, which they had already started earlier in the summer. And that was the final round and showdown of the of the bartenders left in that competition. So then you're sampling that. And then from there you have the actual, um, reps from various wine, spirits, beer, um, giving out samples, say they have a new, a product that just launched or one that's about to launch a kind of a sneak preview of it. They were doing um, beverages and you get a lot of swag there I mean, and you drink unlimited and eat unlimited for three hours. <laughs> Who doesn't enjoy that? My first time doing one, it was at when um, it was Aquacurian at the time they put us in the sundial room at the Westin, which is literally a um, greenhouse and I was like, oh, this is a fancy event. You know, I should have dressed up better, but it was a hot day. It had rained. It was super steamy outside. I looked terrible. And of course I ended up in the paper, but it was the beginning of Fellowship of Love. <laughs> so it is, I have been forgiven of those sins. <laughs> but we get there, we set up, we get ready to play. We're trying, you know, I'm trying to keep it schmoozy. You know, I'm trying to like, oh, everybody's high on the brow. They're having a good time. They were like that at first, but their true selves came out once they started drinking. And I said, I've never seen so many people in one contained area whose faces are all blood shot from all the alcohol they have consumed. Now they're dancing. Now they're falling. Now they're getting up and dancing again. They're just having the time of their lives. And that was like our entry into the food uh, food and wine festival world and we never have left since then because we went on to venture into uh, savannah food and wine festival and then whiskey wine and wildlife we've played um callaway gardens sip and savor spring uh, we've played the uh, saint augustine food and wine festival next is the uh will be the next whiskey wine and wildlife at Volano Beach, Florida. Um, it's a fun, it's a really fun gig to be able to do and and, and a blessed opportunity to have to, to be in those spaces because we have a really good time. We meet a lot of people. And I'll tell you this, as I've explained before in a previous podcast that you can listen to um, when I give a breakdown of if it's your first time or second time or what to do, how to prepare for a food and wine festival. It is a culture within itself. Trust me on this. These people travel from food and wine festival to food and wine festival. Now the big one on my list 
is Disney's Food and Wine Festival. I'm not sure if I'm really dedicated on it. I feel like as a single person with no kids, I shouldn't go to Disney. But the, I don't know. I feel like that Food and Wine Festival would be phenomenal. Or maybe New Orleans for a Food and Wine Festival. I don't know. Just anywhere but um anywhere but the ones I've been to. I need to experience something else. Because there could be greater out there. But people, they, they put you on game about other festivals they've been to. Um, if we're going to the next one they're going to, they ask us all these things and they're surprised when they get excited, I should say, when we pop up to the next one. So it's going to be excited to see all these people in um, November for the Volano Beach one because all of them, pretty sure they went to the one in St. Augustine as they are very closely in um very close in distance to each other but yeah I'm so sad about that that would have been a great one to have oh you know while we're on here let's go ahead and check and see if Savannah Food and Wine Festival is coming back let's look at it we're doing this off the cuff Food and Wine Festival 2022 um I don't know. I'm not feeling confident about it, y'all. What does it say? So there was the Georgia Food and Wine Festival back in Marietta. Let's go to their website. What does their website say? Or does it take you back to Facebook? Nope. Interesting. There's nothing on Savannah Food and Wine Festival. Who knows what they're going to do? I'm going to have to do a deep, deep dive on that. We're going we're gonna to check back on that one. Well, guys, well, while we're here, let's also look up and see if, <laughs> why not? You know, let's see if there's going to be a restaurant week in in August. Restaurant week. Savannah? In August, 2022. Let's check it out. Savannah Restaurant Week. Oh, it looks like there will be a Savannah Restaurant Week. As in, nope, that is definitely not happening either. Goodness. Well, you know, we tried. We tried. Well, I guess you're just going to have to go support your favorite local restaurant. But we do have a local restaurant to talk about later in the show. Well, last week was a bore. I, I had the weekend off, which I really needed. But this weekend, I'm back on. I have a wedding coming up. Uh, I don't have to travel far. I'm in Savannah. Uh, if you want to catch me this week, I will be at Good Times this Thursday here in Savannah from 7 to 10. I'm off Friday, and then I have a wedding on Saturday. But um, I was looking at my uh, schedule for Saturday for this particular wedding, and I always love to read off what the clients want to hear. So it says, classic rock, some country, wide range, band's judgment, soul, Motown, wedding classics, 80s, 90s, throwback, band to read the room. Those are like the seven notes they gave us. And it says, please list any songs you hate. <laughs> Not any rap. The Thunder Rolls by Garth Brooks. <laughs> 
is that is very specific. <laughs> the Thunder Rolls is actually a good song by Garth Brooks. I wouldn't play it at a wedding, but hey, it's your wedding. It's your day, not mine. <laughs> so I take it it's going to be a really easy, breezy wedding. Um, knock on wood. Let's let's go ahead and get that out the way now. But um, yeah, that's my wedding for this weekend. I'll tell you about next week's wedding I just picked up this week of what's happening I think next week's wedding asked for the first dance to be like a song by Pink Floyd and then the father-daughter dance was a song by uh uh oh I see his face Little Wing um Jimi Hendrix which those are very heavy instrumentals you know there's there are lyrics but there's more solos than vocals but we will figure that out (laughs) if the band can't get it together then we will have to shuffle and find a way to make another song work but that's what they want so far but this Sunday if anybody in Charleston's listening or anybody in Savannah's listening or in between if you want to travel to Charleston I will be at the Charleston Poorhouse for the Motown Throwdown Uh, Motown Throwdown happens there every Sunday it'll be from 1 30 to 4 30 p.m at the outdoor shelter of um, Poorhouse and it's a really cool concept Um, my my homie Mike Quinn and uh, Kanika, amazing vocalist in Charleston, and a variety of other musicians do this Motown Throwdown, and it's really fun. Uh, it's on James Island. Is it James Island? I get James Island and John's Island mixed up. Let's double check. Poor house. James Island. What does it say? Yes, it is on James Island. And um, they have a market during the day on Sunday. So you can go out there. I bought some I bought some crystals out there. I they have this amazing gourmet burger truck that puts truffle oil on the sandwich. It is amazing. I can't think of their name. They also have a vegan spot inside and a variety of other food trucks. And they just have, they sell all kinds of stuff, boiled peanuts. They have fruit for sale. It's it's literally a farmer's market out there. And it's it's really cool. And I'm excited to go down there and, and, um, party with those guys. And then I got to rush back to Savannah for a private event to attend this time, not play. Thank God. (laughs) And change into my flapper wear for that. So, um, that is the, the gist of my weekend. Uh, next week is going to be, um, next week is a little busy. I just thought about that. Yeah. We got some, a few things coming up next week, but we'll get to that later. Um, just the, the rather, just weathering out the intensity of the summer through August. It is so hot outside. I went and got my hair redone today and I felt so relieved to get my scalp scratched, scrubbed, and washed and deep conditioned. (laughs) And trying to figure out what I was going to talk to today. So today we are going to talk about procrastination. Procrastination. It happens to the best of us. Procrastination is my best friend. I am a procrastinator at all costs. <laughs> I, I've always been this person. I've really worked hard to, to eliminate procrastinating so much. 
it's hard to fully get rid of, but I have worked on it very hard. That is why I commit each week to putting out a podcast. As you can tell, I've been very consistent, so I'm going to insert a hand clap right in here somewhere. But, um, yeah, it, it, it is the devil, and the the worst part of procrastination is your self-awareness of it. You're like, I know I'm procrastinating. I know I can be doing this now, but I just am not in the mood. And sometimes our mood affects the way we want to move. Because if I did this forcibly, it would not turn out a good product. And sometimes I work well under pressure. So it's funny I said that because I pulled up an article from Business Insider and it says there are four types of procrastinators. Number one, The performer who says, I work well under pressure. (laughs) This procrastinator forces themselves to focus by shrinking the time they have to tackle a a task. I've always been that person. I would cram the night before a test. I would cram the day of a test. Um, Writing a paper. I've learned I'm an amazing BSer. So I have all the knowledge in my head, but sometimes that can fail you. But one thing I would do when it came to writing a term paper or any type of thing, I would map it out. So when I, and I still do that to this day, even when I'm formating, formulating, I should say, this um, podcast, I outline it. That has been my best friend as well. Once I outline it, it's just filling in the blanks. So you have your first bulletin point, then you have your minor points to talk about with it then you have your next big point then you have those minor thoughts and then you just go down the line and from there I could write a paper and it then I have conquered it and I've aced it (laughs) because I know me I will go ahead and do my research ahead of time by the time I sit down to put pen to pad it's done so the next person Oh, and it says with the performer who works well under pressure, the biggest challenge is getting started. And it says the solution, flip the script and set a start date. So recently I've learned that if I start planning the podcast around, I have the idea floating in my head of what I want to do next. Um, Last week I felt very terrible. So there was clearly a TV scramble in my head about what I wanted to do for this. But today I did my ritual of cleaning before I start everything because I want my candles burning when I start and I want everything in place by the time I finish cleaning and sat here in front of this microphone I was like oh I know what I want to talk about (laughs) and this week it happened to be about procrastination (laughs) the next big procrastinator is the self-deprecator who says I'm so lazy right now and this person is the opposite the procrastinator is the opposite of lazy. So when they don't do something, they are extra hard on themselves. And this is mostly associated with a lot, not to say only, but a lot of male clients that they have experienced. And their biggest challenge is taking a break. We already know you are going to say that you don't have time to rest. Solution is to recharge. The next person is the overbooker who says, I'm so busy and I'm, I, I am she, she is me. Uh, the procrastinator is a pro at filling up the calendar and is often overwhelmed. I'm so busy. is probably the excuse we hear most often. <laughs> Ooh, I feel seen. Goodness. And it says the biggest challenge with that is creating chaos to avoid facing what you know you need to face right now. Whew. That was a word. (laughs) Solution. Take a moment of introspection. Ask yourself, what am I really avoiding? I'm avoiding a lot of things. So 
<laughs> but yeah, and number four is the novelty seekers who says, I just had the best idea. They call this person, a, they have a terminal case of the shiny object syndrome. It's like, ooh, squirrel. They're constantly coming up with new projects to take on, and they're often bored with them a week later. Ooh, I am that person too. I have so many ideas go through my head. So many things. I'm like, I can do this. I can do that. And then something else, ball bounces into somewhere else. And I'm like, ooh, look over there. Yeah, we're over there now. And it says the biggest challenge is completion. So my challenge is keeping this podcast consistent. I want it to be interesting. I want it to be factual. I want it to be fun. I want it to be interactive. I want you to love it. I want you to love me more. (laughs) I'm exposing myself out here. And, um... The solution is to make it stick. Literally write down new ideas or projects on a sticky note, but don't pursue them until you finish what you're currently working on. And I have a uh, glass uh, dry erase clipboard stand on my desk in front of me. And then behind me, I also have a, a dry erase board by my front door. So I write both times everything I need to accomplish on both boards because if I see it there and then I see it by the door most times I don't even pay attention to the door but I have it in pink so I can't miss it and once I've written it down twice muscle memory it kicks into my brain do I remember everything hell no but but I work on it every day that's why I have the ritual now of planning three days mapping out my my guide map to create the show and then doing my ritual of cleaning burning the candles making sure my air diffuser is on which it just turned off I need to refill that I didn't make my bed today and that's another thing I've done I started making my bed every morning and just getting things fluffed up I got my laundry together in the corner in a bag for tomorrow to wash the beds um already um, made now. I made it at, you know, nine o'clock tonight. I made my, uh, refill of my, uh, homemade DIY, uh, fabric refreshener with gain scent pods. A uh, trick to that is hot water, a cup of your favorite scent beads, a tablespoon, is it a tablespoon? Yes. A tablespoon of alcohol and tonight I actually put a little rose um, multi-purpose spray in there. We're going to see how that is once it it's sitting there stewing, creating its own roux now. But um, yeah, I did that and I vacuumed and I refreshed everything and I sat here and cleaned everything off of my Clorox wipes. So I'm on a clean surface and here I am recording, talking about procrastinating and it's such irony in this <laughs> because <laughs> I had to sit down tonight. It is Wednesday, August 3rd, 11, 16 p.m., and I'm recording this straight through. I'm going to listen to it, do any edits, and then have it ready to drop at 5 a.m. on tomorrow, Thursday, August 4th. <laughs> but if you're not a professional procrastinator, I do not suggest you live the life that I live. But, yeah, um, it, it it helps to create a routine, like, Monday through Wednesday. Now my vocal lessons are done for a month. I don't go back to Paul till September. So Tuesday nights, I don't have anything to do. So I, um, I, I was really power cycling through my mind, getting the show together, um, staying the course. And another thing I've added to my list to create a constant schedule for myself, because I am a, I call myself a stay at home musician. <laughs> um, 
I now commit, I've committed to doing 30 days of posts on all of my social media outlets. It is a lot of work and I've probably tomorrow I need to spend most of the day making the easier post ready and scheduling them to go out. And then the ones I need to, uh, personalized daily do those at the end of the day I usually do it around this time and post it for the next day but I'm sticking to my guns I just want to see what the algorithms are in social media so I'm doing that scientific research there Um, I'm also staying up on my health going to the gym working out I'm doing little mini workouts at home uh, taking my health seriously I've been having to take my iron supplements all week which I need to take tonight as well I have a doctor's appointment to check my iron Um, I just have to focus and I went to my doctor a few months ago and I got on a very low uh ADH medicine that's very um that's uh non-controlled and it's helped but I think I need to probably kick it up a dose because I find myself I think my body has acclimated to it and I started taking two more which is still totally under the um, highest strength that there is and when I get on it I power through like I'm focused I'm I have tunnel vision and I'm working things out and sometimes it the shit just doesn't work you know some days you're just not in the space to do it and don't force yourself the the forcing to get things done because you you have you have waited to the last minute if it's not going to work it's not going to work and you're not going to put out a great product trust me I have failed many times trying to do that and um also with the band you know I kind of off trying to learn songs until the end of cramming them in my head uh it is not good it's not a good thing to do so take small bites uh that what is the saying how do you eat an elephant uh or a cauliflower elephant for you vegetarians um one bite at a time you know we have to conquer this one bite at a time but you got this uh just set some goals for yourself set your you know i'm going to sound like a motivational speaker and singer when i say this but set a weekly goal, set a monthly goal, set a three month goal, set a six month goal, set a a one year goal, five year goals. You know, the, the big goals I have, they, they are sitting there stewing, but the, the little mini goals I have, they are, I'm, um, always working on those and just striving for better efficiency in what I do. But you got this. I have notebooks everywhere with everything written down. Now, needless to say, I may not go back to them and look at them, but they're in in my head. I'm a hot mess. Once again, I say I am not that put together as you think I am, but I do work on it daily and I'm better than I was yesterday. And that's all that matters. So for those of you procrastinating out there, it's okay. We got this. We're in this together. We will unite tomorrow. All right, now that we've got our main topic out of the way, and I so haphazardly put together at the very last minute, you see the irony here once again. (laughs) Hope you all understood what I was saying because I was rambling and it just made sense to me. And that's all that matters. And it may make sense to one or two to 10 other people. And that's all that matters. But we're going to table that for now. And now we're going to talk about our bar of the week. Now I'm making this an honorable mention because I truthfully haven't been there yet, but it just opened and I really want to give it a shout out. Uh, This bar is called Sobresma. I think I'm saying that right. Um, It is at 2312 Abercorn Street. It is right down the street from Russo's Seafood here in the Starland 
Thomas Square district. It um, used to be Urban Poppy as Urban Poppy has moved on now and their store is down at Plant Riverside. This is a beautiful bar. If you check out Sabresma on Instagram, the colors are dynamic. It looks like a beautiful, it feels like a beautiful peacock inside. <laughs> Just looking at the renderings and some pictures they posted, I'm definitely going to get down there and drag Justin out on Friday to go um, drink some type of rosé. I'm not a wine drinker, but I will support. And they also have charcuterie, cheese boards, all those fun things. So I'm really excited about, you know, diving into that. <clears throat> but um, they are a food wine food experience and so Bresma is Spanish it says the time after lunch or dinner spent talking to the people you shared a meal with I love that that's just so beautiful and the place is absolutely beautiful they have these blue hues and green hues mixed in with a lot of gold it is absolutely fabulous I'm asking I'm telling you right now to check out their Instagram so Bresma that is S O B R E S M A. Um, they are currently open Tuesday through Friday from 3 p.m. to midnight and Saturday from 11 a.m. to midnight, and they're closed Sunday and Monday, which rightfully so. They they deserve that. Um, I will have more once I go there Friday and check it out and do some videos and do my recommendations. So check out my TikTok. What uh, Lake and Love, L-A-I-K-E-N-L-O-V-E, and um, see all of the great places I have been to recently. So that is Sobresma. It's a new wine bar here in my neighborhood that I'm very excited about, and congratulations. Um, they have really, really done an amazing job to that space, and I'm glad that it's here. I remember in our um, our neighborhood uh, Facebook community, people were trying to fight against it you know the, the usual people like oh it's gonna bring crime it's a wine bar <laughs> come on people let's be real they they did the same with lone wolf and uh they fought for lone wolf coming into our neighborhood so hard and they're like oh the crime's gonna go up and people are gonna get robbed and it you i don't even hear them down the street and if i do it's on a friday night i don't even care you know and the place across the street from it is a hair salon nobody's there at night and it's it's totally cool over yonder is there mood rights is there's a very happening neighborhood it's, it's become very hipster very very hipster in the past three years <laughs> but it's all good you know it's bringing a change to the neighborhood and it's getting more people out on foot so yeah check out sobresma our bar of the week and honorable mention all right so while we're still in my hood we're going to talk about the restaurant of the week which is my absolute one of my absolute favorites that I dine at quite often that I have to take a break from and then I have to come back but this week's bar of the week is La Scala Restaurante. La Scala is located at 119 East 37th Street here in Savannah, uh, right on the corner of Abercorn and 37th. It is amazing pink mansion that has been around since 1898. It was originally built for a lawyer. And then from there, it became the convent uh, space for Sacred Heart Catholic Church. And when they had the convent, the convent chapel, they built a chapel on the third floor. So uh, once the convent left, they left 
the organ was still in there and everything. And it became a peacock florist. And it's funny though, for the longest, I was trying to figure out what that space was before it went vacant and before Donald and Jeff bought La Scala. Well, we bought the building to be turned into La Scala and they mentioned peacock floors. I was like, that's what it was. Okay. I gotcha. But they have completely restored that building. It is absolutely gorgeous. Uh, let's talk about the, the dynamics of the space. They have taken a lot of various antiques that they have bought from around the world and put into this place is very, it gives you a, a, a very serene Italian Renaissance feel. They, they, they mentioned on their website that they felt Savannah lacked a true Italian fine dining experience. And that's when they went to create La Scala. Um, they got rid of the organ in the chapel, but they reconfigured the chapel and painted it. It still has the stained windows in the chapel, but they have some beautiful, beautiful peacock paintings inside and they have gold gold um gold uh gold leaf or gold trim inside and an Italian poem I believe now La Scala is Italian for staircase um also in in Italy there is the La Scala which is a opera house uh, they have amazing paintings in the um, the restaurant as well. There are six private dining rooms and um, a garden courtyard, which can hold up to 100 people. They used to show movies, and I always call it the grotto that you can go watch in the summertime. But they don't do that anymore, but it's, it's, it's all good. And also they have the grand patio, which can hold up to 100 guests. Um and then you have the upstairs chapel. So the place is available to be bought out for, say, a private event. It is also available to for the top floor to be rented out, say, for a wedding. Or you come downstairs and have your cocktail hour either in the garden courtyard and you have your ceremony in the grand patio if you don't want it in the chapel. There's different configurations that you can rent the space out for a uh, wedding or corporate function. But um, they, are, they are more than happy to talk to you about that. And also... Uh, there is a private dining available in the wine cellar uh, right outside the bar and the dining rooms. There's a little stairwell that takes you downstairs and there is this amazing once again, I, I am on a vampire kick this week. <laughs> it feels like vampires with dining. <laughs> it's so beautiful. People feel it looks a little haunted, but I think it is absolutely fabulous and I really I should make a reservation to dine down there one day and it is it is absolutely gorgeous so check out La Scala also uh, they have the uh, Diana Rogers room which Miss Diana plays on the weekends and you see her she's behind the piano she's talking she's telling stories of her life uh, Diana Rogers is a character she is someone you will never forget in life uh, most of you may have heard of her through her years playing at the pink house. She is a very, she is a woman who lives her best life. Like I feel, you know, if I <laughs> continue being on this single road, I will be a Diana Rogers one day. I would just be a fabulous woman with all kinds of fabulous jewelry, um, different accoutrement, <laughs> hats, gaudy, gaudy jewelry 
gaudy clothes, all kinds of things, telling about my life's travels. <laughs> and she's she's super sweet. I love Diana. So check her out at La Scala. Um, the bar at La Scala is amazing as well. They have some amazing drinks. But let's dive into what's important first, and that is the menu. <clears throat> I'm sorry, y'all. I'm still congested. Ooh, okay. I am going to let you visit La Scala Savannah. That's L-A-S-C-A-L-A Savannah.com. I'm going to let you visit and look at the menu. I'm just going to tell you my favorite things on the menu, okay? So I love the beef carpaccio is the absolute best. Thinly sliced beef, arugula center, shea parmigiano, capers, olive oil, lemon juice, and mustard aioli. I hate mustard. I do not like mustard, but I do love honey mustard, and I really love mustard aioli. It's absolutely fabulous. This beef carpaccio, you will get every time you go there. Um, Another insider is the bread at La Scala that they give you. It is absolutely amazing. It is from Elena's Enchanted Kitchen. Elena is the GM at uh, La Scala, and she also has a catering business, and her bread is um she makes the bread for the restaurant is absolutely to die for and elena is old school greek (laughs) she's a she's an old grandmother in a young person's body (laughs) and i love her for that and she makes you feel so welcome when you come to la scala if you feel that you ever have a bad experience there ask for elena she will make things right for you um another thing i love there let's see what else do i get there they they have this fall salad i can't it had pumpkin in it it's not in um it's not currently on the menu i don't know if it's coming back but it was so good it was like ribbons of vegetables and uh, i don't remember the 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 dressing on it but i i it was so good. (laughs) I shouldn't have told you that because it's not on the menu, but the Caesar salad you can't go wrong with. And yes, it is the classic Caesar with anchovies. I don't know why people down anchovies so much. I love anchovies. They're really good. Now for the main event, um, my favorite is not on the menu. So when you go there, let them know that you want the Lakin special, which is if you are a shrimp scampi fan, like I am a shrimp scampi hole. Okay. <laughs> I love shrimp scampi and I go to La Scala and I order it and I can tell if somebody's new there. Cause they're like, we don't have that on the menu. I said, um, it's under the lake and special or ask Elena. She knows what I like. And <laughs> that is so rude of me, but everybody knows that the lake and special is a shrimp, shrimp scampi, which if you want to know what it truly is, is the Laguini alla vongola, which in this one that's on the menu, it is clam sautéed in an herb white wine sauce over linguine with a sprinkle of batarga. That's on the menu, but mine is minus the clams at shrimp. Um, I also love the nochi and fungi, and that is nachi sautéed in a creamy wild mushroom sauce. That wild mushroom sauce is so good, y'all. But um, another secret is I sub that for linguine. I'm not a nachi fan. Um, topped with grilled chicken breast. It is absolutely fabulous. That's another Lincoln special. You can tell them that too. Um, the other ones I love. Hmm. Some of the stuff they've taken off the menu. Because they used to have like. 
a rib ravioli that was really good but that's gone at the moment but um yeah they they come out they change their menu quite often and they have a variety of specials and different desserts depending on the season so you definitely want to check out La Scala and uh you will not you will not be disappointed so check out La Scala once again 119 East 37th Street Savannah Georgia La Scala Restaurante all right, so let's get to our dating horror stories of the week. You know, I love a good Reddit feed and I love a good nasty date. So I opened up um, the opportunity again to get uh, posts from in- TikTok and Instagram. And someone on Instagram said that her ex cried, please don't take the washer and dryer when he learned that the kids and her were moving out. And I was like, whoa, that's pretty low. <laughs> And she said, you know, while he while moving out, he shouted at our two year old, say goodbye to daddy. You'll never see me again. And then she goes on to say he wasn't lying to her, though. He chose to not be a parent. No contact for the past 15 years. Our son wouldn't recognize him. That is so sad. And that's such a trifling man. And that's why it's so hard to date out here, because um, number one, being older, being 36, I know that that's going to come with someone having kids at this point, either younger or older, however they come. But I'm not going to invest my time in you if you don't take care of your kids. And also my minimum of you having children is two. <laughs> I've, I've, some guys were like, yeah, I got four kids. I was like, Ooh, no, <laughs> somebody may change my mind. Um, until then I, I'm going to stick to my two minimum one or none potential. Okay. But Let's get on to this online dating story that I found in the Reddit feeds. And once again, if you have any crazy confessions about dating or breaking up with an ex or um, anything crazy about dating life, send them to me at what's shaking with Lakin at gmail.com. All right, let's get started. Dated a guy who was arrested on our date by detectives. He tried to return a pair of fake Gucci sunglasses. When the store clerk threatened to call the police, he flashed an FBI badge to the clerk. Turns out they got him on tape flashing what was actually his brother-in-law's FBI business card. The card has an FBI hologram about three inches by five inches in size so it could pass as being legit on glance. Did I mention he was, in all caps, the school principal for a reputable Catholic school in my area? Story made headlines and all craziness. (laughs) And most recently, I received a stage five clinger slash psycho text message. And she included pics, um, met this guy on match.com, spoke to him three, maybe four times. He seemed legit until he called 15 minutes before our date explaining he got into a car accident. I felt horrible since he was driving to see me. He insisted we meet up the next day. Guy starts talking about taking Xanax and he'll be fine. Being in recovery, it would be dangerous to date someone like him, a strung out lawyer. So I let him down over text message. Background, I am a live-in caretaker for an elderly woman during the week, plus I own a small business that I run on the weekends. (laughs) Uh, Let's get to these text messages. All right. So she tells him, I'm canceling for tomorrow. I'm not interested in rescheduling. He says, wow, lady, you are a real catch. She says, oh, thank you. Very sweet. Thank you for understanding. Secret number one, he says, yesterday was all a lie. I decided against meeting you. I made up the story and sent old photos of the car. I was purposely going to stand you up tomorrow too. 
I'm so perceptive. I sense you are a super self-absorbed, self-centered person. And people like you, in all caps, don't take care of the elderly. I know you are lying about that. Makes no sense. I was thinking you were married. Only explanation, all caps. Funny, I should always trust my instincts. So good riddance, shorty. (laughs) Shorty, come on, man. So I just canceled my online profile because it is chock full of psychos in all caps like you. Now, mind you, he is still talking to her. She triggered something in him that set him off. Curious why you wasted your own time to sell yourself online. Then waste it again by doing this shit. Toilet manners. Ooh. (laughs) Ask yourself this. Do you genuinely think you could have a man of my caliber looking your direction again? Seriously? News. You're a five at best. And I don't mean five feet. I think you are insecure around me. You recognize I'm a total total package. Stay. Wait a minute. Stay in your. Hmm? Stay in your league, Miss Mediocre. <laughs> Do the world a favor and commit suicide. Jesus, this man is hurt who hurt him I don't know why I ever talked to you don't text me again she said I'll pray for you God bless and he says you look quite old for your age 32 also are you lying about that too oh my god this is why I don't like dating you know <laughs> I go between, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll entertain for a bit and then I'm out. I, 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 I seriously hate dating. I hate <laughs> because something, and not to say all the time it happens, but something spurs and it triggers somebody and they go off the deep end on you. And I've had some guys act like not to this degree on me, but, um, they get in their feelings really quick. And, and I, and I, I never say anything to like, you know shake their confidence or have a I'll tell you a story okay so an ex and I broke up we did a long time ago (laughs) I can't believe I'm telling this story he um we were on the outs it was clearly noticeable uh my (laughs) one of my good friends did not like this guy at all (laughs) He was just like, nope, don't care for him. I'm like, cool. So one night we decided to get a box of wine and do a power hour. Never a good idea. I do not suggest anybody do that. I was young and dumb. I was like in my early, mid-20s. So we did power hour and um, we, (laughs) I think we made it to like 30 minutes. So we've taken 30 shots of wine at this point can't drink any more wine needless to say I remember going home grabbing a shirt and I remember putting it in the dryer at his house to get the wrinkles out or whatever changed the shirt we went downtown I don't remember much from there I just remember having tunnel vision and we went into poor Larry's and I remember sitting there rocking because I was so drunk it felt like I was a buoy in the ocean and then I just started throwing up I just felt myself throwing up on myself so of course I got kicked out and everybody's talking to me. Everybody's telling me this is before I became a singer. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm just standing outside, just throwing up on myself. So, and I remember I was blackout drunk and I, I remember 
yelling at him in front of his apartment and I remember nothing else. I remember waking up in my bed at my house. So I called him and called and called <laughs> and he finally answered. And he's like, I'm very upset with you. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, you said things that hurt my feelings. And I was like, what? <laughs> and he said, well, you told me. He's like, well, I slept with a gun under my pillow because I was afraid you were going to show up. I was like, you're going to shoot me? <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> He's like, no, but <laughs> I didn't want you coming back to the house because you said some real, you know, mean shit to me. And I was like, what did I say? I said, I truthfully, I don't remember anything about last night. And then he said, um, well, you know, you told me I wasn't shit. I wasn't worth shit. And I'd never amount to shit. I was like, ooh, that is harsh. <laughs> Needless to say, he was angry a very long time, and that was the imminent doom of our relationship. <laughs> and that was enough for me to be like, you know, I don't need to be dating anybody. I need to get my life together and really, you know, be respectful of people's feelings. But I was blackout drunk, but that was sober thoughts, I guess. That's how it is. But be careful out here dating, y'all. It is a mad world, and the dating pool is full of piss and poop, okay? But that is it for today. I hope you all are staying safe and living your life out here. Uh, until next time, I will see y'all later. You've been listening to What's Shaken with Lakin. If you haven't already, please, 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 please give us a quick review and rating on iTunes. And don't forget, you can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We will see you next week, same time, same place. Bye, y'all.